Oh, you thought you were only getting one podcast from NHSportsPage.com this week. Oh, no, my friends. As Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friends. It's uh, Justin McCutcheon along with Lance Legier and Jen Chick Ruth joins us uh, somewhere, I'm guessing, on Route 4, pulled over on the side of the road. How you doing, guys? I'm good. I'm not on the side of the road. I'm actually in the parking lot of the Walmart in Newington at the moment. Oh. Wow. That's fancy. In my, in my mobile office. Free plug, so your limo? my car. Oh, okay. No, it's just, just my car. That is my office, the car. <laughs> Free plug for uh, for Walmart. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, the, the bus station is uh, opening right in front of me. That's great. Anyways. Wow, Jen's good. <laughs> Jen, do you want to sing uh, more of Friday by Rebecca Black? Or, uh, you, were doing that, <laughs> you were doing that when I asked you the I reserved that for my daughter. I sent, I sent you that video. I hope you liked it, Justin. I, I did. I loved it, yeah. And I, th- I might post that uh, on, uh, or maybe I'll do that audio at the beginning of this podcast. We'll see. We'll see how uh Ambitious and feeling. Oh God! <laughs> but we're about <laughs> we're about halfway through the girls' basketball season uh, in Division One, and some of the uh, lower divisions a little bit further along. But um, we do have a little bit of news that kind of came out the other day. So D three girls, the Final Four location has been selected, and where is it going to be, Jen Chickaruth? Keene State College, my alma mater. I'm super pumped. Well, I'm not super pumped that it's an hour and a half away, but super <laughs> pumped that it is there. So, but it, uh, yeah. But it sounds like there's going to be a kind of a, a kind of a collision of uh, of stuff going on, right? Because there's uh, all sorts of games going on in one night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's uh, I can't remember. It's like Friday. I think it's March thirteenth. Friday yep. the thirteenth. It is the B four boys championship in Plymouth State. The D three boys uh, championship at King State College, and then the D two girls championship at TBD. <laughs> TBD. I'm here. I'm it's hearing a good venue. I'm hearing some things. I'm hearing some. Th- I yeah. can't. I, I can't release them to the public, but I'm hearing some things. Think. Think Seacoast area. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. That's, all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Take that and go yeah. with it, and just, think whatever you want. Just, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So we'll we'll uh, we'll, have, we'll we'll be scrambling around that weekend, but we've. Uh, as as we've uh, reached almost the halfway point, so we uh, we all we did like an informal power poll of the top fifteen uh, teams, regardless of division, and Jen did the math because Lance and I are incapable of that. Even though Lance is uh, in college and presumably taking classes that have to do with math at some point, I'm a communications major. So one of my pr- professors says, if you're a communications major, you're really just trying to avoid math. So that's, that's, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I'm trying to do. Facts, well, <laughs> big facts. Well, I'm, a, I'm a journalism major, so I mean. Right? I haven't taken a lick of math in college. Did it all in high school. So. And, and I majored in wrestling at the Lobster Man Ringside Wrestling School, <laughs> so we didn't do a whole lot of math there. <laughs> but anyway, Jen did all the math, math here. <laughs> Jen, Jen did all the math. You want to, what, what do you want to do, Jen? You want to go from the top down or the bottom up? What do you, how do you want to do this? Uh, I, I think top down. Lance has a. Uh, Objections against that? Yeah, no, let's do top down. All I mean, right. may, maybe yeah. number one. Maybe we can get some music for number one. I don't know. I mean, it, it might come as a surprise to some. <laughs> some music. <laughs> oh, let me, I, I can't get you music, but if you if you vamp, <laughs> vamp for like ten seconds here, I can get you a sound effect. Hold okay. on. Okay. Now that yeah, sound effect. That, sound that's effect. definitely the Rudos going down. Okay. Let me see. So uh, you, you don't have them loaded up from the boys' podcast. Come <laughs> no, on. I, yeah, I, come I, on. You're not ready for Jen and I. I, I had my screen <laughs> all cleared. All right. Oh. So go ahead. Your like number one team, Bishop Girton. There you go. Big, big shock right there. I think that comes as a surprise to many, but um, <laughs> no, BG undefeated. Really, no surprise. Uh, back to back to back 
to back champions. They're trying to go for a 5P. That's what Aaron Carney told us in our interview. And uh, Memorial played them really tough, but BG's the top dog. Everyone knows that. Aaron Carney, Addison Smith having a real good season for them, the six-footer. Hannah Muchmore. Loves getting interviewed. She she was very prepared for my question, but um, and uh, Bree Wilcox, she's an amazing uh, three and D player for that team. Uh, BG's the champ until someone takes him off, and uh, really no surprise that BG's number one. If if BG wasn't number one in all our polls, I'll um, I'll be a little surprised, yeah. but. Yeah, it'd be shocking. Yeah, yeah. they're on, they're on their New England uh, rec, uh, Carnage tour like usual too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they were unanimous number one. So yeah, pretty easy pick. Uh, they play this Saturday uh, a team from, I think, New York, Jamesville, which I heard is pretty good. So, yeah, from just, I, up, I'm not sure. just outside I'm not sure of Syracuse, go, I think, is where they're from, Jen. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they've already, already defeated the Connecticut, like, defending champ. I think <laughs> they beat a team from Rhode Island. So, and I'm not sure. They're actually going, that's outside the New England Revenge Tour, because that's New York, so they're yeah. really starting to expand, you know? Regional. They're the regional champs, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 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 yeah, no no surprise there. Uh, yeah, they're the champs until uh, someone so, takes them down. So maybe not quite as strong as last year's BG team, but, like, but 70, you know, like 70 to 80 to 85% of infinity is still a large number, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if for that team, they obviously got the seniors, but if you're a senior or a freshman on that team, you're pretty much playing. That He plays upperclassmen and all the – I mean, their freshmen are really good. We saw them in Memorial, and, and they can play. I think they're going to be instrumental pieces down the stretch because Memorial gave them pretty much all they can handle. It was a tight game pretty much until the end of the fourth. Free throws started coming in and uh, being a factor. But uh, BG and Memorial should be a good matchup, and we definitely hope to see them again at TBD. So we don't really know where, <laughs> where we're going to see them again. Hopefully we see them again. Yeah, TBD I, Dome. Yeah, the, the, TBD the, Dome. Live from, the, from Parts Unknown. That's where it'll be. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's number one. We all agreed on BG. I think we all have the same team in number two, we right? We should have had the same team we in did, number two. We did, unanimous number two. Yep. yep. And that would be the Manchester Memorial Crusaders, who gave BG a run for their money, came up a little short, but – uh, not not the uh, not the runaway it might have been in years past. No, really. I mean, BG kind of handled them in that second quarter in the game we covered. It was about 12 to 15 point game heading into the half, and then Memorial just came out. They were firing all cylinders in that third quarter. They pulled to within, I believe the closest with was three, if I remember correctly. But they definitely gave BG a bit of a fright. Lyric Rumblet, easily the best shooter. In the state, I mean, she's got a really good stroke. She can shoot it. Janessa Burnett, and I wrote about her in Thursday Thoughts. I think she's been their most valuable player. She really does it all for them. She can get buckets. She rebounds very well, but she also facilitates the basketball just for her size being kind of a forward. She handles the ball very well. And Tamara Gould, I was really impressed with her when we went to Memorial. She can she can light it up from downtown, and she's just kind of that energizer That's my that a Memorial needs. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to say Tamara that. Gould. But, uh, no, Gould was really good. And Jess Carrier is still coming back from injury. So I think you got to give her probably the rest of the regular season, kind of towards the, the the second half of the regular season, right before playoffs, before you kind of see her at full strength. That shoulder injury has been bothering her, but they got four real key pieces, and we're really hoping BG and Memorial can see each other again because that was a great game, and we definitely want to see both of them. Yeah, obviously the final score, I think it was like a 16-17 point game, but 
Yeah, it was definitely a lot closer. And I think it could have been an even tighter contest. Memorial didn't miss a lot of they missed a lot, a lot of bunnies early yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, so I think it might have just been nerves or just you know the way it was following that night. Um, but I I definitely think they can compete with BG. Uh, you know, with Bishop Girton, it's a lot about you know they start the game off the three pointer, they press, turn you over, three pointer. Yep. You know, same thing, and then you know you call a timeout because you're down twelve nothing. Right. Um, Memorial was definitely able to handle the press a lot more and able to respond. So I think that's big for them. Um, you know, Lyric is Lyric. Great shooter. <laughs> and um, uh, that's what I put in my notes, actually. Lyric is Lyric. Yep. She's <laughs> legit. Oh, I got yeah, I, I to I go back on something Lance said, though. You said Lyric is the best shooter in the division, even, even over Kelly Walsh? Lyric can shoot it. I mean, I'm not, watch her in warm up. She doesn't miss. I'm, I'm, I'm not disparaging Lyric Grumblad. We all, we all know how I feel about that memorial team. But if you had to put a hundred dollars on one of them to win a three point shootout, which would be illegal, so we wouldn't do that. You but know, we're just gonna pass to. over that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I want to pass over that question because it's so hard. We're, I mean, we really want to see Kelly Walsh this year. She's on her upcoming schedule. That's not really official yet. So we definitely yep. have Goffstown <laughs> down, but. I mean, we all know Kelly Walsh is legit. I mean, she's she's a really good player. I mean, I don't know, a three-point shootout, Ooh. one of them probably misses one and they lose. I mean, it's going to be as tight as ever. <laughs> all right, and all right. I just yeah, want, that's a tough one to choose. You can't put me in that position. I just wanted to put you on the spot. That's my yeah, bad. All right. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so in the, uh, Way to go. in the three spot, and some people might be surprised by this. Who do we have in the three spot? Who wants to take this one? Jen, how about you take it? We've all done one. No, no, no. Jen, Jen, you got this. You got uh, this. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fine, no. I'll take it. I'm sitting back and throwing in comments. Fine. Our number three team, we picked Hanover. Yeah. D2. Reigning D2 champs and still undefeated in D2. And I think they're just a deep team. I've talked about them a couple weeks in a row. They play eight. They play an eight-man rotation. It's consistent, everyone getting minutes, and they just have an abundance of players who can just go off at any moment. Uh, that group led by Maddie McCorkle coming back, she's another 3-and-D type kind of player. She's really good on the defensive end, one of, uh, one of the best on-ball defenders in D2. Uh, and, uh, Stella Galanz, uh, the freshman, she's still kind of working her way in, averaging 9.6 points per game right now, but... Once she gets on that big stage, I mean, she showed it opening night. She had a great game. I think she had 18 points, if I'm thinking back just months ago from that. But they're they're continuously working her in, and I think she's a real key piece to that team. But Maddie McCorkle leading the charge once again, and I think Hanover's uh, due to get back to that championship game. Yeah, they've definitely been uh, impressive, and uh, I think we're going to learn more about them uh, in the next coming week or so. We are doing the... Uh, Monday night doubleheader Hanover Lebanon on February 10th, so that's next Monday, right? That's if I know dates for, dates that's correct. Ne- that's next, but yes, that's next Monday. Yes, then. next Monday. So yeah, that will be a big one, and I think we're looking at our unofficial schedule, looking at another Hanover game that's happening very soon after. Um, so I'm excited to see them. I mean, obviously they look impressive on paper, but I haven't seen you know. I assume Maddie McCorkle is just doing what she does, and um, I did I did see Stella. That's a great name, Stella. I didn't realize she was a freshman, so you know that that's great. That just shows how deep a team they are. So yeah, number three spot. Obviously, uh, we're really impressed with them. But they're very deep. But I'm just looking at their schedule because I know some teams. Just not that they're top teams in D2. They're right around that top eight, top ten range. But Bo played them to a tight game. It was a four point contest. Obviously, Lebanon 
and uh, Hanover already facing off. Hanover won that game 42-37. But uh, Merrimack Valley also gave them a pretty tight game. They only beat Merrimack Valley on the road 40-37. to And I talked about Merrimack Valley this week. They're kind of that team that they're just playing all the top teams tough and coaches are really just kind of shaking their head. They're losing games to teams that are lower and then they're playing teams like Hanover and Lebanon pretty tough. So yeah. they play Merrimack Valley again. So I think that tonight, that's going to be a tight game for them. Tonight, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Yep. I talked about them at Thursday Thoughts. There so. you go. All yeah, right. no, Hanover's good. They're deep and, uh, yeah, they're our number three. All right, and at number four, um, maybe maybe not – I wouldn't say the forgotten upper-tier team in Division One, but maybe kind of lurking <laughs> in the weeds there, the Bedford Bulldogs. Yeah, no, Bedford's been a real good team this year. We covered them against Salem uh, a couple weeks back. They're 6-2. and two. They played a thriller with Memorial a couple weeks ago on overtime, the weekend. Right? Overtime, yeah. game, yeah. And Allie Morgan got hurt in that game. She was hurt in the third quarter, didn't play the fourth or, or overtime. And Bedford's that team – that I wouldn't be surprised if they took the spot of a BG or Memorial, like just in that in, those, in that final championship game. The final four is going to be real tight in D1, I think. But Bedford could easily uh, end up on top of Division One. They're a really good team. Allie Morgan, my preseason player of the year. Uh, Isabella King, I mean, she is lighting up the division, 24.8 points per game. She's right behind Kelly Walsh. Uh, she's a real good player, only a junior for them. And Amanda Jonas, she's a real good stretch big for them, but she also moves the basketball very well. She finds her spots in the corners. She rebounds well, but she always knows how to make that extra pass, and she really makes that offense flow. Kevin Gibbs, a real good coach for that program. And the Bulldogs, uh, I think they're going to be a real tough out in D1. It could surprise some people and come out on top in the end. Yeah, their only losses are to Memorial, like you said, into uh to Bishop Girton early on in the season. Um, so. That was a tight game for them as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, you know, with uh, Bedford, as you said, Lance, Isabella King is kind of uh, leading the charge with the scoring 24.8 points per game, but I was really impressed with Allie Morgan. She's, oh, she's definitely good. the pe- best point guard in the state, hands down. Um, I mean, I love point guards, so just like watching her game, I was just like, you know, swooning a little bit. The passes that she was uh, throwing out, just that whole team, you know, runs through her. So that, you know, that was a big loss um, when she got hurt against Memorial. So I, I think the, the the Bedford Bulldogs, they they like that, you know, all the attentions on you know Bishop and Memorial, but you know they're they're lurking. They they know they can compete. So yeah. All right, so that's your number four team. At number five in Division Two is the Hollis Brookline Cavaliers, also undefeated, and they got a couple of games here that they, they should be pretty much, uh, you know, pencil them in as Ws, and then then it gets real for the Cavaliers, right, starting off February 7th. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a big game for them, but also just going back, they, they beat Lebanon. Uh, earlier in the year, and that was a that was a nice seven point victory for them. Uh, Christina Balsamo, uh, real good player, and Hollis Brookline was kind of the team. I put them at six in the preseason. Uh, they're definitely proving me wrong there, but they're the team that coaches were kind of eerie about. They they knew they had some good pieces coming back, but uh, to be undefeated at this point and be the top dog in D two right now, I mean. It's a bit of a surprise, but the Cavaliers they are not to be messed with, and uh, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Do you think uh, Hollis Brooklyn is ever going to let you down about that, Lance? About uh, <laughs> probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> are they are they chirping you? Uh, a, a little well, bit early on, listen, but uh, they, they don't chirp you if you're nobody. All right, uh, so take it as a compliment. Yeah, I'll nope. take it. I, I guess no. they read the preview, so that's, I mean as, that, that means a lot. Yeah, exactly. Jen, Jen get ready to get ready to catch this name that I drop here. As uh, as uh, Isaiah Thomas said to me in that oh, very studio oh, a few oh, weeks ago, geez. they don't hate you if you're nobody. So. <laughs> 
He was standing right where you're sitting, Lance Legere. Oh, wow. I feel honored. Right there. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to crowbar that in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Hollis Brookline uh, is a team we definitely want to cover. We kind of we want to get a look at them. Obviously, they have some tough games coming up, as you say. Um, but I think Hollis Brookline is one of those teams to beat in D2. They're right up there with Hanover and Lebanon. And D2 is going to be a tight one. I think the the middle of the pack, it's it's going to be hard to uh, to earn some home court advantage for those teams. They're really battling it out right now. All right. Yeah, with uh, with Hollis Brookline, uh, Lance. I don't know if you mentioned uh, Elizabeth Staplefield. Yeah, no, she's she's their her. second lead scorer. She's she's been playing well for them. Yeah, Justin, you, do you remember her older sister in the New Hampshire Vermont game uh, a few years ago? Is that name ring a bell a little bit? I'm sorry, say the name again. Staplefield. Staplefield. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, New Hampshire Vermont. I think it was in Hanover that year. Yeah, but, uh, it was in Hanover, Hanover High School, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he went over high school. Yeah, New Hampshire ended up losing that game, but uh, she was the uh, most impressive. Like, she was hitting bombs. So I, I expect her little sister to kind of be doing the same. Uh, uh, Lance, you mentioned Christina Balsamo. She's a senior. I think her older sister um, was on that championship team with her from two years ago. So she obviously knows what, what it's been like to win a championship and, you know, how to get there. So, yeah, on the Brookline. And they'll to, definitely. Uh, with. They'll definitely get a taste of uh, that championship play, like like Justin said, February seventh with Hanover. So that's going to be a good game and one to watch out for. All right, our first uh, Division three team makes an appearance at number six on our unofficial uh, power rankings here, and that would be the Conan Orioles. And I'm looking at what Conan's done this season. Not only has nobody beat them, not, not much. Nobody, nobody has nah. even come close to beating them. Yeah. This has been a it's been a massacre in Division three so far. I, and with the champion, the Final Four championship being played on that side of the state over in Keene, is anybody going to give Conant even a ball game in Division Three? I guess is the question. You know, thirteen and zero, no big deal. <laughs> kind of just just running through D three right now. But you know, it, it, we 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 put him at six, and yeah, that's pretty much it. But no, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Ganya, <laughs> she she's she's been impressive. I mean, averaging sixteen points per game, she she leads the charge for that team just defensively. I think she really sets the standard defensively, and that's how Conan gets a lot of easy buckets. We saw him back on opening night. I know that was a long time ago. Fall Mountain's a different <laughs> team now, and and Fall Mountain's been playing some good basketball too. But Conan, they ran right through him and. They just have a chip on their shoulder this year. They they lost in the Final Four last year. Uh, Elizabeth Gagne, she was she was only a sophomore, and now she's a junior leading this team, leading the way. Tegan Kirby, a sophomore for them, has been impressive. And Silas Bernier, really, one of my the players I really like seeing this year throughout the games we've done. She's a senior. She just steps up when the moments are the brightest, and uh, she'll be key come playoff time for them. Yeah, the, they've been on a tear. Um, they had one close game early in the season with Hopkinton, and then they played on the second time and blew them out. So. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. seven-point seven win the first time, and then they were like, okay, yeah. that's that's not going to happen twice. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that, that was fun, <laughs> but uh, time to play now. Um, but I don't. I, I mean, they got a tough – I think they still play Guilford. I don't have the schedule on me. Um, no, they played Guilford before Christmas. They won by 16 oh, okay. over Guilford. Okay, okay. They're, they're at Fall um, Mountain again on the 18th of February yeah. might be the uh, the test. Yeah, that's the test. Um, I think when we saw them opening night, Conant was already, like, you know, they were ready to go. I there mean, were two games in, too, two, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Fall in, Mountain yeah, was their opening and, night. Yeah, it was their opening night. So Fall Mountain was, uh, you know, still getting their legs underneath them. And 
Uh, we'll talk about them more later, but, you know, if you look at Fallout. Spoiler Fall alert. Then, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Spoiler. So you can just give a heads here. up. That's, that's what we call a big market tease <laughs> in the business, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, since Fallout and Boss to Conan, they've kind of been on a tear, too. So I think those two are on a collision course. And like you said, with Keen, Keen State, I mean, if it's a Conan Fall Mountain Championship, oh, well, I think we're going to have to show up like three hours early because it's, it's going <laughs> to Oh, be my gosh. I remember last time at Snoo, I mean, it was still pretty full. Yeah. So... All right. That's pretty exciting. So we had a tie at the number seven spot. Uh, one Division One team, one Division Two team. We had Lebanon and Goffstown tied in the seventh spot. Who do you want to start with? Uh, we'll start with D2 Lebanon. Uh, I guess a bit of a surprise that they're seven and two. Not that two losses is really a bad thing. Obviously, that Hanover contest was kind of 50-50, but that loss to Hollis Brookline kind of came as a surprise, and that's when a lot of teams are like, well, the, the Cavaliers are definitely not to be reckoned with here if, if they can beat a team like Lebanon, and that was a that was a road game for Lebanon, too, so a tough one there, but uh, Rebecca Wright, she's been hands down the best player in Division Two, and there's no question about that. I mean, she is just, she's putting the team on her back. She's She's doing all she can, and she's trying to lead them back to another championship. The two-time reigning player of the year, Rebecca Wright, 23.1 points per game, but she has a real nice supporting cast. Uh, Catherine Cole's been really good for Lebanon, and Sally Rainey down low. Uh, she's had some foul trouble at times this year, averaging about around nine points per game, but if that core trio right there can kind of step up on a night-to-night basis, and they have uh, Lebanon, Obviously, just those two losses might hurt them seeding-wise. You don't know where they're going to end up uh, kind of in that top four range, I would assume, but they could get two, three, or four. Obviously, Hanover and HB undefeated right now. So uh, Lebanon's got some work to do still, but uh, Lebanon is a very good ball club and one that we're very excited to cover soon. Yeah, with uh, with Lebanon, <laughs> I don't want to blow up our power poll here, but I think the reason they dropped to seven is someone actually didn't even put them in their top 15. I'm not going to mention who it was, uh, but <laughs> I think that's why they dropped so low, because I was surprised, too, that they were at seven. Um, I can't believe I you did that, Jen. I can't believe you left them off your power pole. I know, pole. I know. Wow, I trying to just blame us. No, it's okay. It's I can't, okay. I can't believe you went to a work function and had a few too many and forgot to put Lebanon in your power pole. <laughs> oh, wait, that was that was me. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I almost uh, crossed off one of your teams and put them in because I thought you just forgot them. But you, I was like, you know what? You know what? You, 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 know so. you would have been correct. You have permission to do that from now on. <laughs> uh, I, don't give, I don't give anybody else permission to correct my stuff but you, Jen Chickreed. So in the future, go ahead. But no, I think like even with my poor vote, that's probably the right spot for them, right? Or maybe you could slide them above I would Conan. say seven's a good spot. Maybe seven, six. Hollis Brookline definitely deserves to be in that top yeah, five. You can't so. put them above yeah, no, Hollis Brookline. Yeah, seven's not a bad spot, I don't yeah. think. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It that's true, that's true. Yeah. All right, and then the Goffstown right. Grizzlies are also at seven. Kelly Walsh. I mean, that, that that's the Goffstown <laughs> Grizzlies right there. I mean, almost 30 points per game. No one has really stopped Kelly Walsh and, at all this year. And the thing is, like, everybody's trying, right? Like, that's the game plan <laughs> yeah. is trying to shut down Kelly Walsh, and nobody's been able to do it yet. And, and just the thing, that that's what kind of worries me about Goffstown 
if someone finally finds that answer, say you're in a playoff game, quarterfinals, and someone stops Kelly Walsh, is Goffstown going to be able to, to push on through? That, that's my only worry well, with the Grizzlies. I think, Jen, I think you'll agree with this. They're going to find out in a couple minutes here because they got Pinkerton tonight. Like, very good defensive team in Pinkerton. Yeah. And then, well, they'll play at Exeter. Now, Exeter's kind of like, uh, they're still running Grinnell, so Kelly could go off for like 50 in that game, but uh, that's just how Exeter plays up and down the floor. Then Bedford, Central, Salem, Portsmouth, and they finish off with BG. The yeah, schedule f- gets a little tougher. Yeah, I definitely spoke about that. <laughs> the, the competition <laughs> level kicks up a notch. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see if yeah. that scoring average holds. I mean, Kelly Walsh has shown the ability to score from pretty much anywhere on the floor if you're almost averaging 30. But um, no, the Goffstown's going to find out who they are in these next couple weeks. That was your cue to say I, something I'm about Goffstown. I'm, I'm not going to add. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just going to mention. Um, um, I think we. Uh, I was trying to look at my phone because I know I have my our tentative schedule on there, but I'm also trying to listen. But <laughs> I think we do have Goffstown on the schedule at some point. Um, the game against Pinkerton, we kind of looked at tonight, but uh, just with the uh, Colebrook uh, trip tomorrow, it was just it was just a yeah. little bit too much. You got to so, leave at yeah. midnight to get to Colebrook, so that's that's the yeah. Whole- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. but uh, yeah, I think we're going to catch them down uh, down the road because uh, obviously Kelly Walsh putting up a lot of points, you know, it's really impressive. But I want to see you know the whole team and you know what they're doing and whatnot. So, all right. Uh, so coming at number nine, D four is in the house. It is Colebrook coming in at number nine. Lance's a big smile on his face. D four is in the house right now, <laughs> right here. It's me. Wherever Lance is, that's D four <laughs> follows him around the whole the whole division. No, the Colebrook Mohawks, uh, they were definitely high on my poll. This was about the range that I had them, I believe. But uh, 12-0, no one. the only team that has played them tough is the team that's going to be playing them tomorrow. 60-50 to 50 contest back in Groveton. Uh, Colebrook took that one back, I believe that was towards the beginning of the season. I believe that was like the fourth or third game or something like that. Fourth, yep. Yeah, so since then, Colebrook's been rolling. Samantha Howe, Sage Smith. They've been tremendous. I wrote about it today. They keep trading spots at the number one. They're trying to get the scoring title, I think, because they've, they've traded <laughs> spots at least two or three times. But uh, both have shown the ability to score the basketball. Steve Cass has done a tremendous job with that group. We Obviously, Jen and I always talk about last year when they played Farmington and got the upset as that seven seed. Uh, they're just a really fun team, and I'm very excited to see them tomorrow, and I expect to see them a few more times this year. Yeah, I mean, when you have the uh, first and second leading scorer in Division Four, I think you're going to be doing all right. So, um, uh, oh, yeah, congrats to uh, Samantha Howe, who scored her a point last night. Yeah, did you see that, Lance? Yeah, no, I, I think someone commented on the, the Player of the Week poll because she was up for that, and uh, she said Samantha Howe just got her 1,000 against Kane and Pittsburgh. No, so. no seniors yeah, on that team. Uh, Mackenzie Shearer is the only oh, okay, senior yep. on that team. And, she, yeah, I said that last year. I said, oh, my gosh, you got you guys are all going to be back next year. They're like, yep, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be back. So, uh, no, Mackenzie Shearer, she is, she's kind of the leader of that team. Uh, she plays very good defense, and I'm very excited to kind of just show that off tomorrow through the highlights because she plays tough on-ball defense. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see her on Nadia Davenport, even Caitlin Desolates at times. Uh, Two really good players for Groveton, but Shearer has been real solid this year, and they just got really good pieces. Ariana Lord down low, uh, the Riff girl, she's been very good for them. So they're just in all of that starting five is really, really good. Emma McKeague off the bench. Uh, Colebrook, uh, 
No one's had an answer. D D four is pretty much Colbrook's yeah. uh, ship they, to run. They've run roughshod over uh, over the rest of the division so far. I have no idea what that ref- referring to at all. Roughshod? You know what that means? No. I don't, I don't know what it means, but that just means they're killing everybody. <laughs> they've run roughshod. Okay. <laughs> It's just it, going right over my head. I don't know. How have you? Uh, how you're in your 30s at this point? Have you lived 30 years? Never heard the phrase "run roughshod" when you're a Patriots fan, and that's how they're described as running over the AFC East. Come on, Jen. Okay. I I don't know. I mean, I don't get your Pulp Fiction things. I mean, I I don't. I live in a different world, I guess. Apparently, uh, you're not kidding either. Speaking of a different world than Colebrook, uh, <laughs> coming in at number 10 is Central. The geographically. Culturally, however you want to slice it, it's like two different planets, Manchester and Colebrook, but the Central girls are in at number 10. That'd be a great matchup, Colebrook-Central. Wow, that, that would just be a clash of— That'd actually be fun, yeah. That, that would be really good. But, <laughs> no, Central's been—they've uh, been a really solid team, 6-2 and two right now. Uh, Destiny Jordan playing at an all-state level, not surprised about that. Uh, Jalen Johnson's really stepped up, and I think her stepping up has just come to— Emily Greenwood's been hurt a lot this year. Uh, I believe it's been, it was an ankle injury early in the year, and some things might have come back up for her. But uh, she's been in and out of the lineup, and Jalen Johnson's kind of just stepped up, and she's taken over that second scoring option. Uh, Destiny Jordan kind of leading the charge for them. But uh, I think Central's a tough defensive team. I think they can kind of wear you down, but they also, they've also they shown the ability to score the basketball very well this year. Uh, they've had a few bumps in the road, lost to that Merrimack team. But uh, Central... They'll probably be in that quarterfinal mix and uh, could get a chance to go to the Final Four if they get the right matchup. Yeah, their losses are defensible. They've lost to tough teams on the road, so it's not like they're losing games they they would be heavily favored in, right? Right. I think they've had a tough schedule. Uh, They've got some good matchups coming up as well, Uh, one that we may be going to. So uh, we definitely want to see the little green soon. Yeah, with the... uh... With the, them being at number ten, we actually have we do have Merrimack on the list. Where we're together right now, just full of spoilers. Um, <laughs> so you're probably wondering how Merrimack, you know, undefeated is that lower than Central? Uh, well, Merrimack hasn't played Bishop Girton, and Bishop Girton beat Central. And also, the loss to Merrimack, they didn't have Emily Greenwood if she was hurt. So I think that makes a completely huge difference. So uh, that's probably why we have them a little bit higher. And yeah. Yeah, no, Central at full strength is definitely a different team. I think if you can get Johnson and Jordan, obviously Greenwood back in the lineup, that gives you three pretty good options, and uh, Central will be tough. They, they play some good defense, and I think that's going to carry them in the playoffs. All right, we have a tie at number 11, the aforementioned. Have you heard that word, Jen? Aforementioned Merrimack. Um, can you spell it? Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> you didn't, uh, I just did. You didn't know the word roughshod, so why should <laughs> The aforementioned. No, I, I understood. I thought it was like a <laughs> reference to something. I, just wanted, I want to know your '80s reference. You know? How dare you? Do, like all those those Rocky Three like references on what? the Boys podcast. I don't understand them. So what are, I just want to be part of the club. One of these days, when you get like two hours, where I'll, I'll get a PowerPoint presentation of all the references you should know, and we'll go over them. Okay. And then then we'll school you up, and then we'll want then we'll. We'll take the next twelve hours and we'll watch all the movies you should have watched by now, but haven't. So, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, Sam Natty and Dave Hayley do not let me down or let it down that I have so much things to choose. Yeah, you're not you're not missing a whole lot there. Don't worry about that. Okay, but that's. Uh, right. <laughs> but tied. I seem like it's the Godfather. But anyway, tied at number eleven, we have the Merrimack Tomahawks, and then. At oh, number eleven, and when when we talk about the number eleven, what is that? That's two number ones, right? Which I feel is very appropriate here for 
The team I'm about to mention, your undefeated Spalding Red Raiders. When did Regan show up? Jeez, uh, he's always here. He's always in my uh, in my heart. Oh, okay. that's right. <laughs> that's where he lives. But yeah, so Merrimack uh, undefeated, Spalding undefeated, both tied at eleven in our uh, power rankings. All right, Justin, just just go on a tear about Spalding. Just this get is, your get your thirty seconds. No, this is where I ranked them, and I think this is like a, they're undefeated, so they deserve to be in the top fifteen, right? Definitely. They, they don't have a lot of depth. They only play. Seven or eight kids a night, and I think they only have like ten on the varsity roster. So I think depth could be an issue, especially when they if, when they get into the playoffs and have to play teams that are that are a bit tougher. Uh, listen, I love. I think my favorite player in Division Two right now might be Mackenzie Brochu, who comes off the bench for them and is just a Tasmanian devil of energy. You guys saw the highlights against. Uh, Do we know someone that went to Co Brown? Uh, I guess uh, somebody's Co Brown Bears. Uh, nobody gonna admit going to Cole Brown after what Spalding did to them, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, but that was a tight game, and uh, Mackenzie Bershaw was a difference maker. She got out there, and she, you know, probably came away with six or seven steals, got to every loose ball. If you can get, you know, if you're not a Hanover, if you're not playing a Hanover Lebanon, you know, a uh, Hollis Brookline, if you're playing like a, like you're running the mill Division two team, and you have a player like that who's just aggressive and in your face, that's a big difference maker, and she she's. Going to win them a couple of ball games, not necessarily with their scoring. And no, I think Spalding, uh, they, their their schedule has been uh, uh, pretty good to them early on. Obviously uh, undefeated right now, but we'll see if that stands kind of going to the end of the regular season. And I, I'm really interested to see where they end up uh, just right before the tournament. Can they get two home games? Uh, that could be big. Well, and so here's here's what's going to tell the tale here. So they have the game at Dover. They get extra points for that, right? Because that's a Division One game. And they have a game against Concord. So if they can win one or both of those games, the extra points could potentially give them a one or two seed. Well, yes, because Hanover and Lebanon play again. And right. Hollis Brookline, if they take – I mean, Spalding, Spalding's pretty much, if they can win the games that they should and get those tough ones in Division One, they, they're going to be yeah. in pretty good shape. Oh, and uh, oh, Timber, Timberlane is – is Timberlane D2 this – no, yeah, Timberlane is D2. Never mind. But, yeah. And Dover is a, is a Division One program. Traditionally, has been very good, but they're down this year. D- yeah, so that's a, a down year for them. That yes. one is gettable. So, Jim? Yeah, it's, it's definitely gettable, but it's it's a rivalry game. So, yeah. you know, you never know. Plus, plus, they play Pelham the night before, so – yeah. Two tough games in a row, you know. You never know what could happen. That's where that's where depth uh, depth might come to get them. Now they they also have a game before their other Division One game. They play Oyster River. Now, granted, Oyster River hasn't won a game yet, but you still got to go out there and run up and down the floor, and then play against uh, Concord with one of the most dynamic freshmen in uh, in in the state. So. We'll see, but they're in a good spot right now, undefeated. And Mary Parody, I mean, she's she's been great for that team. The thing that I liked, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's been great. But the thing that I liked was when they played Cole Brown. Cole Brown did a really good job. Mary wasn't having her best night shooting. She didn't really. She, I think she was held like two or four points until she got a bunch of free throws late. But they found a way to win a game where Mary Parody didn't win them the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're going to need to do that at some point. And Spalding's a young team too, so this program's kind of just yeah. getting started. No seniors on the team. Hopefully, they don't get kicked up to Division One because Bishop Gurdon will murder them. But that's. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I said that first, but I want to take credit for it. I, it's not an unpopular opinion. If they if they get put up to Division One, <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a little phone call with Brad Creek. Be like, listen, Brad, I've been very good to you. Why just ease up, all right? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I like. I, I think that's the right spot for Spalding. Now, tell uh, you got some inside intel, I hear, Jen Chickruth yeah, on the Merrimack Tomahawks. So, somebody yes. spilled the tea on Merrimack. It's been mysterious. What do you got? Yeah, Merrimack undefeated. 
Uh, you know, they've been playing great. Uh, they got a good win over Central, like we said. Uh, Goffstown. Unfortunately, we haven't got any, you know, scoring statistics or anything for the website. It just seems like, you know, they're this mystery team. Well, I did a little research today. Do you know who their new head coach is? Does any? Do you guys know? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see if let's see if Lance uh, Lance knows this. Do you know who the head coach is? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> who is it, Jen? So the new coach, well, just for this year of Merrimack is Mike Susi. Oh. How about that? <laughs> of, uh, formerly of Hollis Brookline. I was going to say. Yeah, so um, I actually, when I uh, found it, I found it in the National Telegraph. I was like, what? Mike Susie, good friend of any sports page, and Dave Haley. I called him up and I said, Dave, please call Mike Susie and get us his stats ASAP. So he said he is on it. So awesome. I think we're okay. going to be friends with the Merrimack Tomahawks team. I'm very yeah, excited about that. That's great it. because I think I don't think I texted a Mike Susie in the preseason because yeah. I was given another number. So, so that makes a little more sense now. So Mike Susie was the was the Hollis Brookline boys coach. He left that job to take over as the athletic director of Merrimack. And I guess must be just filling in this season, you said, Jen? Yeah, um, in the article it just said he was going to intern for a season and then, you know, see how it goes. And he's, he's not set on it yet. But basically, uh, when Courtney Cheatham decided to step down and she went into reffing, um, they kind of just didn't have anyone to do it. So he's just like, oh, I, wow. I guess I'll do it. And uh, I think he's been doing pretty damn good. <laughs> you so know, far. undefeated, but yeah, I guess, yeah. guess it's a good job. Mike Susie, guess what you're going to be doing next season also? You keep winning ball games, you just gave yourself more work. Yeah, they, they, uh, I, I re- was reading the article and uh, I think they love him over there. Um, I guess one, one kid made a fan side, fan sign with, um, like Susie's face, and it was like a People magazine cover. And it said, first, first he'll steal your heart, then he'll steal your ball on his head. Oh, my. <laughs> He's a very handsome man. I am not afraid to say that. So good, yeah, good for <laughs> Coach Susie. That's that's awesome. Now, now i, now I got to get him to, to have the bowling team chill out a little bit so so Spalding can get up in the rankings. But, Maybe uh, have a word with him. Yeah, we'll talk to him. Maybe, listen, Mike Rover can miss a few meets, right? I'm defending students. <laughs> But yeah, but no, that's that's uh, so good, good detective work. Out Thanks of you, for Jen. the tea, Jen. Yeah, no, Merrimack's thank you, looking. Thank you. They're looking good, but uh, good good stretch coming up for them at Portsmouth. They got London Dairy at BG Bedford Keene. Keene's never an easy game. Memorial at Pinkerton at Salem. That's a very tough stretch where you kind of start to see what kind of team you're going to be towards the end of the year. All right, uh, coming in at number thirteen. And with a good record, but I think the the margin of their defeat uh, at Bishop Girton might have something to do with where they're slotted, and maybe uh, the the loss to, to on opening night. Uh, the Pinkerton Astros at number thirteen. This is a team that got to the final four last year, got upset by Portsmouth, uh, but a very solid squad. But maybe ranked a little bit lower than people might have thought here at thirteen. No, I think Pinkerton. That's a decent spot for them. Obviously, BG gave them a good game, but BG's given everyone some pretty good games here. So, uh, Pinkerton's going to be a tough team come playoff time. Ava Ingles only a sophomore leading the team in scoring. She's been, she's kind of made that leap this year, and that's really helped out this squad. 
Um, Lainey Buskey, the coach over there, uh, she's been doing a tremendous job with that group. She said she really prides uh, that team on defense, and Jesse Ames has been leading that charge for them. The senior, she's been really good. Might not show up in the stat sheet every night, only averaging 8.6 points per game, but uh, she's a leader for that squad, and everyone looks up to her, and if she can lead the way, uh, Pinkerton could easily be back in the Final Four this year. Yeah, they're definitely not a team to be overlooked. Uh, you know, I think they're just finding themselves. I think they're a little bit younger than they have been in years past, and obviously they're learning uh, how to be a team without Brooke Kane, who graduated and who's actually at UNH. And I'm, I've been seeing her play some minutes because I do some UNH games over there on camera, and, yeah, she's getting some good minutes, so congrats to her. But uh, I, I don't think the Pinkerton is a, a team to be overlooked. I think, uh, you know, kind of the same teams that were there last year, you know, BG Memorial, Bedford, Pinkerton. I think it's kind of, you know, the same thing this year. All right. Yeah, tough to replace a Brooke Kane, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're just two losses. They should be right in the mix uh, come March. Uh, at number 14, we have Fall Mountain. Only one loss on the season. And how did they respond to that loss, Dakota? Uh, well, they, they, all they did the next game was score 81 points, uh, right? Or Lance Lager. And then in their second game of the season, they scored 78 more. By the way, that 81 points, the other team got six. 81 to 6. Is that is that good? It's it's called letting <laughs> some frustration out. I, I think that was really good for Matt Baratorny's team. I think that was uh, a good way to put it. Avery Stewart, uh, she's been everything that we've expected her to be, definitely in that player of the year conversation, a first-team All-State level talent. And Sophie Bardish, she's kind of starting to come on a little bit here late. We all knew what, know what she can do from downtown shooting the basketball, and it's starting to show up in the stat sheet. And McKenna Grillone. Uh, she's been a real good player for them. So Fall Mountain, no surprise. I uh, definitely wanted them in this top 15 because that opening night loss to Conant, I really does, it doesn't mean anything right now because those teams are going to see each other again, and that and that's the score we should definitely look at when trying to compare both Conant and Fall Mountain. Those are your top dogs in D3, and I expect uh, to see them in the end, I hope. Yeah, yeah, I, def- I definitely think uh, Fall Mountain's right there with Conant. Uh, obviously a bad opening night loss to them. Um, I remember when we talked to uh, uh, Fall Mountain's coach, Matt, right, Lance? Yeah. Matt. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, just, and just I remember talking to him and saying, and he's saying how, you know, frustrated the girls were and that he was like, I think they were playing Winter Squam the next night. He's like, Poor Winter Squam. Poor Winter Squam. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think uh, that opening, like, night loss is kind of you know the motivation uh for the rest of the season they still do play conant like we said um they still play guilford which uh lance saw the other night i don't i don't think that's a team to you know take lately so yeah yeah so i think uh they still got some uh some uh good uh teams left on their schedule so but yeah avery stewart she's my girl i'm still high on the phone all right, and to uh, to wrap things up, uh, coming at number fifteen once again in the house is Division Four, and the Woodsville Engineers maybe flying a little under the radar, unbeaten. Not well, they're beating teams pretty handily. Maybe not absolutely uh, pulverizing them like Colebrook is, but still uh, taking care of business, and they are undefeated 
in Division Four. They've got uh, well, they got Cobra coming up on December, or excuse me, on December, February the thirteenth. So, uh, so I guess they're they're that's when they're going to see what they're really made of, right? Definitely. Uh, the engineers obviously eleven and zero, but uh, the Woodsville and Colbrook, the last two undefeated teams in D four, and we're going to find out on February thirteenth uh, what Woodsville is kind of made of. I. It wouldn't be wrong. I don't think it's bad to say that Colebrook's just a step ahead of them just because Colebrook has just been running through their schedule. Woodsville, they've had some bumps. We covered them in Epping. Uh, that was a really tough game, a long bus ride. You get there, you're the first game, you got to go warm up. And uh, it took them a little while to wake up. That fourth quarter, they kind of started to run away. I think Epping only scored one point in that fourth quarter. But Woodsville started to come to life. Emily Prest, I was really impressed with her. Impressed. <laughs> Nice, nice. You can cut that out if you want, nope, but um, nope. no, the point guard uh, she's been she's been running the team well, and she she definitely has the ability to step up and say I'm going to take over. I'm going to score 20 points per game, uh, 20 points in one game, not per game. She's only averaging 8.8 right now, but she picks and chooses her spots, and she usually makes the right read every time. Olivia Sarkis down low, uh, her size is just a difference maker. But when they play Colebrook, I'm sure Ariana Lord's going to be right on her. Samantha Howe, a real good defender for her size as well down low. And Gracie Kaiser, a shooter from the outside. So Woodsville's kind of got some, some good components. They have a bit of depth. They play about six to seven. Uh, they got some real good pieces. Everyone really contributes when they're on the floor. So, uh, no, the engineers are going to find out what they're made of that maybe they're only blemish on the year, and they may have another meeting with Colebrook uh, when they get to Plymouth State. So uh, I think Woodsville's definitely a legit team in D4, but I'm very intrigued to see what the final uh, is from that Colebrook-Woodsville game. We got yeah, that could definitely be a, uh, a game where you see who gets number one seed. But uh, you also don't want to overlook, they played Blue Mountain Union, which is a Vermont team uh, in Division Four, And I think they went to the championship last last season. So that could be kind of a, a hiccup in their schedule. Um, but, yeah, that, that Colebrook and I, I just wish it wasn't on a Thursday night because uh, that's a little bit of a drive for us. Yeah. But uh, ho- I'm hoping, like, NSN covers it so we can uh, – I'm sure they are, <laughs> yeah. And definitely I don't think we want to just, like, look into what that regular season score is going to be because I always look back at this. I remember Littleton and Groveton when they played each other in the championship and Groveton won that year. Littleton went to Groveton about three weeks before the finals and beat Groveton by 30 and then Groveton beat them in the finals in overtime. So I don't think the regular season matchups will mean anything. When you're on the big floor at Plymouth, that's when it matters when you see each other again. If you see each other again, uh, that's obviously the final score that's going to matter. So I'm not going to look too much into that game, but it will be kind of interesting to see how they play each other and how close it's going to be. All right, so there is your uh, your top 15. Also receiving votes uh, were the Guilford Golden Eagles, Portsmouth, uh, Hinsdale and Concord lurking just outside the top 15. So I think it's a pretty, uh, you know, pretty good list. I think we do have to talk to Lance Legier about his dad jokes, though. He's 19 making dad jokes. That was a good one, though, right? That's Impre- impre- <laughs> that was good. I, like, yeah, no, it's good. I'm not so sure. That was a good, that was funny. That was funny. That was that was fantastic. That was good. But uh, so so there you have it. And uh, so, all right, you, um, Lance, you're going to be at the doubleheader, Colbert Groveton. Twenty-five uh, t- foot Mohawk Indian. You, I'm no, scared. I've been there before. You played there. I played there in the the house that Buddy Trask built Does with that, his bare hands. I've been there and I've seen it, but it, it's scary. People don't realize that Buddy Trask was out there laying bricks to build that gymnasium yeah. all by himself. He it, didn't ask for any help. People no, would walk Kevin by Trask him. didn't no. help him. Not one little bit. No. No, but oh, buddy. does that does that Mohawk Indian intimidate you while you're playing? Shooting a free throw that end of the gym, do you ever lock eyes with the Mohawk Indian? And- I mean, when you're on that side, sometimes I'm like, 
I'm, I might just miss it so I can get out of here alive. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to say awesome. We're shooting the intro far away from there. Unless he unless he dares me, I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it right with him. I don't I know. We'll someone, see. I think someone's going to dare him. But uh, yeah. All right. So before we get out of here, guys, I need – and don't, don't go wishy-washy. I need your Super Bowl picks since that is this Sunday. I know we're all depressed the Patriots aren't in it. Lance has lived his whole <laughs> life and only seen the Patriots miss the Super Bowl like eight <laughs> times. Uh, but but, but, but it, ha- it does happen it on occasion, sometimes, Lance. yeah. So who do, who do you got for a Super Bowl pick? Are we, we're doing scores or you just want a winner? Let's do Give winner. me a score. You want a score? Give me a score. Gosh, now I got to think. All right, Jen, go ahead. You don't need to think. I know that. That's- yeah. I You want to hear that again? Yes. Hold on. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> what is that that's from? For, that's for the Three Stooges. Trying to think, but nothing oh. happens. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm was so- a good drop. Man, that's why you're the best producer in the business. Yeah? <laughs> that's right. Don't forget and it. We, and we picked you up. I don't even know how. Uh, <laughs> just luck. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, actually, in my boys and girls uh, uh, staff picks, I actually put who I thought was going to win. I did see that. Uh, so... I, I will put it again. I think the 49 is going to win. I am a big Jimmy G girl. I love him. I miss him. Go 49ers. Oh, I need a score. Yeah, um, see, that's, I know who I want to win. I'm just trying to think of a score. So. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Kansas City has put up, like, huge numbers. Yeah. But the 49ers defense is so good. Um, uh, let's say 24 21. All right. If the 49ers win, it's probably going to be that low scoring. What do you got, Lance Legier? Oh, man. This is tough. I'm going to say, dang, because I feel like the Chiefs can really score it. So I'm trying to think. It's going to be. We're not putting money on it. Come on. I know. I know. I know. I mean, I I am, but not with you guys. That's fine. 34 28 San Francisco. 34 28 San Francisco. All right. Uh, yeah, I might might have sprinkled a little bit here on one of these teams, Jen Chick Ruth. Uh, I took Kansas City minus a point and a half right when the line came out, and I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go Kansas City, uh, Kansas City 31 as San Francisco 24, 31-24 okay. Chiefs. I thought about that score too, but over uh, the Niners. Nick Bosa. Well, even, you want to mess even with though that you're, defense? You're, you're betting on the Chiefs, where does your heart actually yeah. lie? My heart is with Tom Brady, so that's. <laughs> what do you think of his Instagram post yesterday? He's just listen. Come he's on, a, you think he's messing with us? He's a little dramatic sometimes. A little let's, let's be honest. But someone like literally looked at the photo and looked at all the angles they could, and they're like, he's walking back in a Gillette, so <laughs> he's staying. So people scrutinized that like it was the Zapruder film, which yeah. I know uh, Jen probably doesn't know what that is either. That's another film yeah. Jen didn't watch. That's the that's the film of the JFK assassination, Jen. That's. <laughs> Okay, good to know. <laughs> All right, and on that what, note. What a, what a note to end on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Lance will be at uh, Colbert Groveton. Jen, are you doing any UNH stuff this weekend? I am actually doing a UNH hockey game tonight. Uh, it's not broadcast, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. They're playing UConn. UNH men's hockey is actually, uh, they beat uh, number seven UMass last week, and then they tied them the next night. Oh, I'm, I'm... And they're just I'm well so aware. Just outside the top twenty, so I mean, really exciting over there. I mean, hockey's like huge for UNH, so it's really exciting when they're uh, when they're good. So go UNH. All right. Well, there you have it. And uh, as for uh, everybody else, we will see you at the games.